Hello, and welcome to the Treasures of Truth podcast with Dr. Jeremy Simpson of the Thanks to Calvary Baptist Church in Elkin, North Carolina. We hope that you enjoy the podcast today as we search together in the precious Word of God. Welcome to Treasures of Truth podcast, Brother Jeremy here. I want to go back to the book of Hebrews. We have been in Hebrews uh, for the last couple podcasts, and uh, we talked in the last couple podcasts about the definition of faith. Uh, it was episode 325. If you've not listened to that, I would recommend you go back and listen to that. And then in episode 326, uh, we talked about the dynamic of faith, what faith can do. And, you know, it's uh, so important that the child of God uh, learn and uh, increase their faith. And uh, it comes by the Word of God. And the more you get in the Word of God, your faith will increase. It's just a natural, actually a supernatural response. But I want to look today at the dimension of faith, the dimension of faith. And when we talk about dimension, we talk about length, width, height. We're talking about the measure, the dimension of faith, the measure of faith. And, the, and the, what you need to understand is faith is not limited. And, and Hebrews chapter 11 is, man, one of the best chapters in the Bible. All of it's good. All scripture is given by inspiration. There's not a Bible verse that's not helpful. But there are some that just speak to us uh, in, and, and, and just help us. Uh, in seems like greater ways. Uh, maybe just in our own personal life, we respond to them better or what, because we know all the Bible's good. But Hebrews 11, this wonderful chapter, it shows us that faith is absolutely unlimited. There are no limits. There are no boundaries. It, and faith has not changed. Faith has not altered in any way. And the Bible said, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We talked about the that faith is substance, faith is substantiated, faith is seen. But look at verse 3. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. And notice this, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. And that simply means things that were seen were made of things that are invisible, not seen. Look at verse number 7. By faith, talking about Moses, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. What are the dimension? What is the dimension of faith? Here he's talking about things that are not seen, things that are invisible. And here's the truth of it. The invisible world is very real. It's out there. There's an invisible world that is here and very real. And the invisible world is just like the visible world. It is a very real world. Colossians chapter 1 says this, By him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible. God said through the Apostle Paul, there are some visible things and there are some invisible things. God created some things that are visible God created some things that are invisible. And here's where our victory and defeat, this is the balance of our victory and defeat. And it is, it is based on the visible and the invisible. There is an invisible world that is very, very real. And there's more to life than what you can see. 
There's more to life than what you can touch. There's more to life than what you can taste. There's more to life than what you can smell, what you can hear. And, and, and I'll say this, and I believe it with all my heart, the invisible world is more real than the visible world. There is so much fake and facade in this world that we live in that we see. But the Bible teaches us that the invisible has the preeminence over the visible. The invisible world, things which are not seen, laying up treasures in heaven. Jesus said, lay your treasures up in heaven. That's the invisible world. A lot of people have a hard time giving to the work of God because they can't see it. They have to see it. They have to see what their time and energy and money is going toward. The invisible world is very real. The visible world is very real, but the invisible is preeminent. You know why? Because the invisible world was here first. The invisible world is what the visible world came out of. And we see that in verse number three. Things which are seen, visible, were not made of things which do appear. And that's just a, a, a backward way of saying we're not made of things which are visible. Things which are visible are not made of things which are visible. So what that means is visible that is seen was made of invisible that was not seen. The visible was made of the invisible. The invisible was here first. The invisible, the invisible will be here last. Now that's truth. That's Bible truth. We live in an inferior world. We live in a lower world. We live in a, a, a substandard world. Uh, Paul said to the Corinthians, the things which are seen are temporal. The things which are not seen are eternal. What did he say? In the visible is temporal. The invisible is eternal. Anything you can see is temporary. Anything that is visible is temporary. Anything that you can't see that is invisible is eternal. That tells me that the invisible is the world we need to be living for and not the visible. The things that are, are seen are only here for a, for a little while. And that which you cannot see is going to last forever. And what we need to do as children of God is to learn to see the invisible. We need to ask God, Lord, show me the invisible. Hebrews eleven twenty four, the Bible said, Moses did not fear the king's wrath, for he saw him who was invisible. How did Moses take that stand? How did Moses separate himself from the, the wickedness of Egypt? How did Moses refuse to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter and refuse to enjoy the treasure and the pleasure of Egypt? And the Bible said he esteemed the reproaches of Christ greater treasure than the pleasures of the treasure and the treasures of Egypt. So here you got Moses over here. Moses over here, he's the grandson of Pharaoh. He's heir to the throne. He can be the potentate of the mightiest kingdom that the world has ever known to that point. He can have it all. He can have fame. He can have ease. He can have luxury. He can have pleasure. He can have power. And he sees it. He sees that. It is visible. All of that can be seen. But the Bible said he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, temporal. For he endured him as seeing him who is invisible, eternal. So what Moses did, he looked over here by faith, and he saw all of this. 
that he could have. He saw it. It's there. It's, it's there for the taking. It's visible. He can see it. But God allowed him by faith to take the telescope of faith and look and see over here Jesus on the throne, the kingdom of Christ, the riches of Christ, the glories of heaven. And he looked back over here to what he could see visibly and looked over what he saw invisibly. And he said, I'm going that way. It just makes more sense to go that way. Even though I can see this right now, it's seasonal. It's temporal. It's not going to last. I can see it. I can touch it. I can smell it. I can enjoy it. But it's not going to last. It's a season. It's going to fade away. But I can look over here and see invisible things that are going to last forever. There's greater riches over there than they are over here. How did he do that? By faith. He endured as seeing him that is invisible. Remember over there in the story of Elisha? Uh, he's in a place called Dothan, and he had a servant. And, and the servant came up to him, and he's tore up. He he come up to him, and he said, Elisha, we're in trouble. He said, the mountains uh, around us are filled with the enemies of God and your enemies, and they're here to destroy us, and we we in a mess, oh boy. Second Kings 6, 15, when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, an host could pass the city both with horses and chariots. And the servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? You know what he's saying? What are we going to do? We're in trouble. And here's what Elisha said. Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Elisha prayed these words. Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountains were full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. It's one of the greatest verses in all the Bible. And I get to thinking, no matter where I go, the angels of God are around me when I'm walking in the Spirit, when I'm obeying God. The mountains here were filled with horses and chariots of fire, and the young man couldn't see it. All he saw was the visible. But God, through Elisha, opened his eyes to the invisible. What made Moses make a choice? He saw the invisible. When Elisha was in trouble, how did he endure? He saw the invisible. I thought about the Apostle Paul. When Paul suffered, how did he endure? 2 Corinthians 4, 17 says this. I want you to hear this. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment. Did you hear that? For our light affliction. You ought to underline that in your Bible. Light affliction? Light affliction? This is Paul talking here. Do you call being beaten light affliction? Do you call being stoned light affliction? Do you call fighting with wild beasts light affliction? Do you call the cat of nine tails, which he endured five times, light affliction? Being shipwrecked, Paul, that's light affliction. Being cast into prison, that's light affliction. He said for our light affliction, that's the visible, is but for a moment. Worketh for for us a far more exceeding eternal weight of glory while we look not all the, on all the things that which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And here's the whole key to it. Are you suffering? Are you weary? Are you in a battle? You need to get your eyes off of what you can see and get your eyes on that which you cannot see. It's the dimension of faith. 
It is not limited by what you can see. Yes, there is a sane world. And I'm tired of it as you are. I am sick of this world. I'm sick of the devil. I'm sick of me. But that's what I see. And my victory comes when I can see the unseen. And that only comes by faith. The unseen world that was here first and will be here last. And you've got a choice to make right now today, even today, every day. You have a choice to make. And you better be like Moses and make it in the light of which can't be seen. You better see the unseeable so you can know the unknowable and do the unthinkable. If you're in trouble and the enemy surrounds you, you better be like Elisha and say, Lord, I, I see the mountains are full of horses and chariots round about me, but I, 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 need to see the, I, I need to see you're here. If you're like Paul, you need to, when you're going through trouble and pain and affliction, be able to say, this is going to pass. The things that, you're, that are seen are temporal. The things that are not seen, they are eternal. Let's live for the invisible today. Let's live for the invisible. The visible will take care of itself. Let's live for the invisible. We have the opportunity today to live for the invisible. How do we do that, Brother Jeremy? By being salt and light. You're the salt of the earth. You're the light of the world. Let's go out and make a difference for the invisible. Let's go out and make a difference for the world unseen. Let's go out and make a difference for the eternal. If you're listening to this in the evening, you ought to plan on purpose. Tomorrow I'm getting up, reading my Bible, praying, getting filled with the Holy Ghost, and I am going to go out and make a difference in this world. Until the next Treasures of Truth podcast, God bless you.